Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining me for another episode of Clashing in Traffic. I am your host, Catfish, and I want to thank you all for joining me as I am on my commute to work this morning. And uh, we'll take a little bit of time to talk about Clash of Clans. Uh, today, I would like to go over a little bit of the tools that we use uh, to help us improve our game. Maybe not necessarily improve our game, but at least improve the way that we're planning things, that we're strategizing, uh, how we're tracking things. Uh, and these are a few of the tools that I have used over the years that I've been playing Clash. Um, some of them I still use, some of them I've moved on from uh, after I've, I've moved clans. Uh, but all these things are, are things that are out there that I feel can help the community. Um, and, and they help not by modding the game and cheating and, and changing things that are actually going on in the game, but they just help you as a, as a clasher, as a farmer, uh, as a, a war attack planner to make things a little bit easier on yourself. Now, the first one uh, that, I'll, that I'll point out is something that we've talked about several times here on the podcast, uh, and that is Burnt Base. Um, burnt Base, B-U-R-N-T base, B-A-S-E dot com, uh, is a tool that was developed to show replays and find replays of bases that look a lot like the ones that you were going to be hitting in war. Uh, so what you do is you can go to burntbase.com and set up an account there. Uh, once you have an account set up there, you can link that account to your Discord account, uh, and then... Burnt Base has a Discord server, and it also has a Discord bot uh, that you can install in your own Discord server. The free version of Burnt Base will let you take a screenshot. You can either upload it to the website or send it in the, a channel on your Discord server that's dedicated to the Burnt Base bot. It'll search YouTube for any replays, any three-star replays of that base that you have sent or any base that has like a 90% match uh, to the base that you have a screenshot of. From those replays then you can you can help plan an attack. Uh, the other thing that I use it for is to see if my own base has been burnt. If somebody has three-starred it and then put a, a link to it up on uh, YouTube so that other people know how to attack it. Now if you're using it to plan a war attack don't think that you're going to be able to do everything exactly the way that the other attacker has done it. <clears throat> Any small changes in, in trap placement or in the timing of when you're dropping troops can always throw off your attack. So if you cannot replicate with 100% accuracy <clears throat> the way that they're dropping troops, it's not going to go exactly the way it has uh, for whoever three-starred the base that you're watching the replay of. You might be able to get close, and it's a nice way to plan. The other thing you have to watch out for is now there are folks at the league level and at the pro level who are still using bases <clears throat> that have been highlighted on birdbase.com. But what they're doing now is they're watching for how, how that base has been tripled. And now that if there are a lot of replays showing that base getting tripled the same way, they are going to go in and adjust the traps and things to bait you into attacking that way and then kill off all of your, your kill squad or whatever it may be with all of the trap placements and whatnot. So be careful if you're using it to plan an attack. Uh, make sure that you're, you're 
throwing out something to test to see if there's any traps that have been moved. Uh, make sure that you're not relying on being 100% like uh, the other attacker was, but that you're using it as a template to guide you and that'll help you be able to get in some attacks that'll, that'll work out for you. <clears throat> on the defensive side, scan your base. Uh, scan your own base, see if it uh, has been burnt and if there's replays up there. If it has, your options are, you know, leave it and hope that nobody else knows to use burnt base. Uh, try to bait it um, so that folks are coming in the same way that they're seeing the replays, but you are set up to, to defend against that or change your base. So like I said, the free version lets you do that, but there's going to be a 12-hour cooldown before you can actually watch the videos. If you have a paid subscription, or if you happen to be in a Discord server that has a paid subscription, um, and I, I am in one that every month they pay for a subscription that allows the members of the Discord server to have access to Burnbase. Uh, if you have a paid subscription, then you can get access to those videos instantly. Uh, it's, a, it's a great tool. It's been developed by folks within um, the Clash community, and uh, I think it does some good things. It's, it's not a cheat, Supercell has said, that it is just fine, They're, they don't consider it cheating, so there's no issues with that. Um, when it first came out, it, it kind of seemed like it was cheating because hardly anybody was adjusting bases to it. So if you if you found a three-star replay and you used it, it, it was going to be pretty easy to triple. But now there are so many people who know that it's out there and are adjusting bases after it gets burnt that it's, it's not cheating. Uh, uh, like I said, Supercell has said that it is just fine to do because it's not actually modifying anything in-game. Now, another tool that we have mentioned here on the podcast before is called Clash of Stats. Clash of Stats. C-L-A-S-H-O-F-S-T-A-T-S dot com. Clash of Stats is a great place to one um, <clears throat> track your progress you can log in and it's going to see um, you know it'll show like through the api what your what your hero levels and troop levels and whatnot are it's not a progress tracker necessarily like some of the other tools that we're going to get to uh, it's not going to be something that you log in and plan out how you're going to use your builders what it does is it shows you where you're at right now and it also the thing that I end up using it for is it shows clan history. As long as the player has been seen by Clash of Stats, uh, it doesn't scan every single account. So you might find a player that's applied to you and you want to see what their clan history is like. Um, if, if they've never been scanned by Clash of Stats, then it's only going to get some very rudimentary information. But if you do find somebody that's never been on there, you can submit their player tag into Clash of Stats, and it'll, from that point on every day, it'll do a little uh, scan of their profile, see where they're at, uh, what clans they're in, how many war stars and whatnot they've got, uh, and it'll, it'll keep their information on the website for historical purposes. Uh, what I use it for is anytime we have a, a new applicant that applies to the clan, and I want to see, okay, where have they been, how... Are they a clan hopper? Are they somebody who is constantly hopping from clan to clan to clan? Or are they somebody who likes to get somewhere and then stay? Uh, you can do a, a player clan history, and it'll show you every clan the Clash of Stats has seen that player in, and how long they stayed, what role they had, member, elder, co-leader, leader. leader. 
Uh, so it's a good way for me to see if it's somebody who's stable or somebody who is just constantly hopping all over the place. Uh, the other thing that's great is that say we kicked somebody from a clan uh, because they were just being a troll, being toxic or whatnot, uh, and then they go and change their player name. All of us can remember a player name, but how many of us remember the player tag? The player tag never changes. And that's the great thing about Clash of Stats is that I can look back at their clan history. And if I see that, wait a minute, this player tag was in my clan before, why did they why do i not recognize the name maybe it's somebody that's been booted before and i've i've used that a couple of times where we've had some of those toxic folks that have tried to come back in the clan with a different name and i catch on that their their player tag has already been in the clan and we uh we don't let them come and join us uh clash of stats also has a discord bot so you can either do things on their website or you can have the bot installed on your server um, set up with its own uh, command and you can do a lot of the the history tracking and and whatnot right from your discord server and it'll show you some some good stuff there now this next tool it's not one that I am actively using at the moment because, again, my, my main account, uh, it's Town Hall 14, it's in Legend League. This, this next tool doesn't necessarily work for people who are in Legend League. Uh, it works for farmers at lower levels. I should be using it on my mini accounts, on, on like my Alpha Fish account in, uh, this, in COTP Plebs, which just this morning, finally, or last night, just last night, finally hit uh, Town Hall 9. I hit right before the end of the season, so I was able to use uh, a book of heroes that I had been saving on uh, my queen and then claim the, the last book of heroes from uh, the, the season pass and whatnot. Uh, so yeah, that just hit Town Hall 9, and I'm excited for that grind. Town Hall 9 is probably my absolute favorite. Alright y'all, we're going to take a second here. I've got Chick-fil-A delivering me some food so that I can keep on talking with y'all. I'm doing well. How are you? Good, sir. Thank you for asking. All right. Have a good day, okay? Thank you. You too, Cameron. And a shout out to my local Chick-fil-A, keeping me fueled, keeping me going so that I can get through this work day. Love me some Chick-fil-A. Uh, but this tool is clashofclansforecaster.com. Clashofclansforecaster, so like weatherforecaster.com. Uh, what it does is it is going to be scanning and looking for how many people are online, how much loot's available, and what the average loot haul is going to be at that time. And it's going to show you what it expects. It's a forecast, right? So just like a weather forecaster, it's not going to always be 100% accurate, but it's, it's a good predictor of when there's going to be good loot available. Uh, it'll show you what times of day, um, what regions are busy, what uh, what leagues might be best for you. I used that when I was pushing, not pushing, when I was farming really quickly trying to get my main base caught up. Uh, I would hit Clash of Clans Forecaster, see when it said that there was going to be some decent loot, and I'd hit that up. Um, it, it is almost always right, guys. Uh, there's very few times where it said it was going to be excellent loot that I would log on and not find any loot. Uh, you might have to hit next every once in a while, just like you expect. But if you're logged on during a peak loot time where Clash of Clans Forecaster says you're going to have peak loot, uh, you're going to find a lot 
more loot a lot quicker. Um, and, and there's a lot of other people in the community who have said the same thing, that they they live by Clash of Clans forecast or telling them when the good times are going to be for getting loot. So if you're at something other than Legend League, because Legend League, it's all set, you know, the, the loot is, is, there's only a certain amount of loot you're going to get every single base. It's going to have essentially the same amount of loot, uh, and you don't need to worry about it there in Legend League. But anything below Legend League, if you're trying to farm up quickly and you want to see when a good time potentially might be for you to head out there and grab some loot, check out ClashOfClansForecaster.com. Uh, another tool, now we're going to start getting into some of these tracking tools that, that, that track your upgrade progress and help you plan things out. Uh, the first tracking tool that I used was actually promoted in-game um, several years ago under, like, the, uh, man, I don't even know what the tab was. It was under the news tab, um, probably what's now on um, the community tab. But it's called Clash Track, C-L-A-S-H-T-R-A-C-K, ClashTrack.com. Uh, they have an, an app that you can download and install on uh, your, your iPhone or your Android. Uh, but the, the web, the app is essentially just, it's just a connector to their website. Yeah, the, the app really doesn't provide you anything more than what the website would other than just a quick link um, to get to it. But Clash Track lets you track your, your progress on your upgrades. Um, the API will connect and get all of your lab stuff. So your, your hero levels, um, your troop levels and whatnot. And then you can go in and, and tell it what all of your building levels and wall levels and whatnot are. And it'll help you give it like an estimate of, of how much time you have left to, um, to upgrade. Um, the thing about class track is that it can also do some tracking of clan war hits. Uh, it has a, a friendly challenge um, tracking function in there. It's, it's all manual though, so you have to go in and do some manual stuff. It's not as, as automated as I think they would like it to be, but there's just not an automated way right now for a lot of the things that they would like to have automated uh, to be pulled out of Clash of Clans. Uh, if you want to do any of like the war, the war hit logging in Clash Track, you have to have a public war log. Um, and there's, there's some pros and cons to that, but I think the pros, uh, to having the ability to track some of your stuff in an automated fashion, uh, the pros of having a public war log outweigh the cons of having your, your war log public, uh, unless you're just absolutely embarrassed by your war log. But, uh, if you are, maybe you should be using some of these tools to help you get better, you know? <laughs> Uh, Clash Track also has some of the things from like the, the Clash of Clans wiki, which is, that's another great tool out there. The Clash of Clans wiki gives you some of the, um, like the details of, of, you know, how many spells you're going to need for taking out this type of building and, and whatnot. Um, Clash Track has that. It'll, it'll say, all right, you want to, what's the level of, let's say the AD? What's the level of the air defense that you want to take out? What level of... Uh, lightning spells and quake spells do you have and it'll tell you that you know here's the combos that'll work for that um, and, and there's several websites and tools out there that, that do that um, class track was just the first one that I started using uh, man back when I was like a town hall nine I think on the main account uh, we used it in Calvinists uh, kind of used it a little bit as we moved up into Guild of Grace class track will also help you not just do your own tracking of your own progress, but it will help track your clan progress and clan history. 
So it has a section that talks about what are, it shows you all of your clan members current. Uh, you can then have a section that you set up if you want that'll show you past clan members. And any of the, well, thank you, Waze. Any of the past clan members, you can put notes in there as to why they left. And again, it tracks it by the player tag, not the player name. So let's say you have people that you want to put on your blacklist and not let back in. Class Track is one place that'll let you do that. Um, if you, as long as you are faithful in everybody that applies to the clan, run there, you know, go check that player tag against Class Track and see if you have any notes on them in the past. Um, it's nice for clan families. You can also set up clan families in Class Track so that as people move between clan families, you don't lose track of everything that they're doing. Um, you can you can associate one clan to another and say that you know we had a clan family when we were Calvinists. Uh, we had three or four different clans that I had uh, listed in class track as being part of the family so that as folks were moving, we could you know, continue tracking war stars and, and hits and whatnot. Um, and it was a nice way to, to, to see what was going on with the folks, uh, to see who is hitting um, and who is not, maybe who's missing attacks. Uh, it, was, it was one of the first that I remember seeing, one of the first tools that I remember seeing that would track this sort of thing. Now there's many others out there that have either built upon class track or come up with their own uh, their own ideas, but are doing some very similar things. Um, I don't actively use class track today. Uh, when I when I moved out of Guild of Grace um, and moved into the Knights of Zion family, uh, we weren't using that app there, so I don't use it nearly as much today as I used to. I will still on occasion go. Uh, and, and check it out just to get some of the um, like the values for the spell values and whatnot because there's still some, some good things up there. Uh, it has links all the way down into the different um, different stats in the Clash of Clans wiki, so it's, it's got some direct links there. Uh, it's still a decent tool. We're just we're not using it at the moment. Uh, another tracking tool that's available out there for your personal tracking is Clash Ninja. So it's Clash.Ninja. Uh, and it, actually, I'm using this one. Um, I'm, I'm not using it to its fullest extent, but I, I think I might be changing that. I, I mentioned this one in the Discord. Uh, I don't remember who it was. It was either Peter or Good Cop, Bad Cop. One of you guys tagged me because somebody had posted um, a link to Clash Ninja in the, the Clash Files family Discord. Uh, and, and somebody you know, tagged me and said, hey, what about this one for your, your episode about Clash Tools? Uh, yeah, I absolutely use Clash Ninja um, to help keep track of, of what I have left to upgrade. The nice thing about Clash Ninja, again, it has a, an app that you can download on your phone or your tablet. Uh, like Clash Track, the app is essentially just the website, but I, I do feel like in some instances, the app has a little bit better feel to it than just going through your browser to, to Clash.Ninja. But there are some things that I feel like it works better if you're using it through the browser. Uh, for instance, if I'm going through, um, when I got completely maxed at Town Hall 13, there was no need for me to be logging in every day to, to check Clash Ninja, right? I didn't need to check any of my progress. Once Town Hall 14 hit, I didn't immediately go into Clash Ninja to update things. 
so that meant I had to sit down and do a bunch of bulk updates. So I'm going back and forth on my, I was on my phone, I didn't have two devices up, I just was going on my phone, and I'm switching back and forth between my Clash of Clans profile uh, to see what my builders are working on or what things have already been updated, and then I'd switch over to the Clash, or the Clash Ninja app and try to input that. And what was happening on the app was that every time I would switch back and forth, the app would have to get reloaded. It would forget where I was. So if I didn't hit save, uh, I would have to go back and redo everything. If I was doing the exact same thing through the web browser, I could switch back and forth between the web browser and Clash of Clans, and it would not lose the progress of what I was updating. So if I'm doing a bunch of bulk updates uh, to different things, then I felt like the web browser was working better. So if, if you've experienced some of the same things, hey, maybe I, I just gave you a little hint of uh, what might make your use of that uh, a little bit easier. Um, Clash Ninja has a great planning tool. You can tell it how many of your, how many builders you have, right? Uh, you can tell it if you have the gold pass, what your builder boosts are going to be. And not only can you tell it this is what my builders are working on right now. Uh, you can go in and it'll ask you how many gems it would take to finish that. And then it'll actually, you know, you enter how many gems it would take to, to gem that upgrade. And it'll, it'll, from the number of gems it takes, know how many days and hours are left on that upgrade. So it'll, it'll show you like a little progress bar of here are, here's when your builders are going to be coming available. And then you can plan out what you want to do next. So if you want to keep a builder, all your builders busy at all times, but staggering your build finish times, Clash Ninja is a great way to do that. It takes a little bit of planning, a little bit of brain power to think out what, what's going to work best. But you can say, all right, builder one is going to be working on this building. When he's done with that building, he's going to move on to this building and so on and so forth. Builder two is going to do this, three, four, five, six, however many builders you got, and it'll work. It'll, uh, it'll, let you plan out all of those upgrades. Now, I I do plan out my upgrades, kinda. I don't plan out to a, a precise detail of, of which building is gonna go next, but what I like to do when I'm planning out my upgrades is at the beginning of the month, when my, my builder boost percentage is low, I will do the cheapest and shortest things first. And I save the most expensive and longer things for when I get to that max builder boost um, about the second or third week, <clears throat> depending on, on if I want to spend any gems to get to that uh, builder boost, right? Uh, that way, my percentage that I'm getting a discount on the price and the time is, is bigger, right? I'm getting more bang for my buck if I save those big, long builds for when I have the bigger builder boost. Uh, so I will plan out, all right, at the beginning of the month, like right now I just had a builder, I had a builder that I had free when all of the uh, the season bank hit, that way I could knock out a bunch of walls, right, with all that, that season bank that's building up that, you know, you, you, you're not going to be able to, unless you plan to have all of your builders free at the exact same time that you hit that, that uh, season bank, uh, the only way to really spend that continue earning bank as your rating is uh, I just dumped a bunch of it in walls and then I set that builder to work on the last tiny bomb that I have left to continue upgrading at Town Hall 14. Um, hopefully by the time that is done I'll have a little bit more 
of a builder boost available uh, speaking of which I'm assuming that everybody's already logged in and started their upgrades and started their stuff uh, if you are a gold pass buyer go into builder the builder hall and complete the baby dragon challenge before you set any of your builders to do anything if you donate some troops get a star on the builder hall do four raids with baby dragons and then do one raid over on uh, the main village you're gonna get enough points to get to that 10% builder boost within 15-20 minutes uh, so before you set those builders to do anything make sure you're, you're checking out uh, how many points you need to get to get to that 10% discount because that 10% discount if I'm talking about dropping 7 million on a wall or I can get a 10% discount on that hey I'm, I'm always gonna do that right so let's let's think smart as we're, we're going about these upgrades and those are the types of things that I think about when I'm when I am working on doing the upgrades how can I save the most right now and then how can I save the most in the future and try to plan those those things out a little bit better and in Clash Ninja like I said it'll help you do that I've just been I don't know probably a little bit lazy to actually incorporate my my upgrade system into their planning system if I did it, it would take me a little bit of time, and it, it, it would probably help me do a little bit better and, and make things go a little bit faster. But at this point in time, I I have my system that works for me. Uh, I like it. I've, uh, in just a little under a year, I went from a Max Town Hall 11 to a Max Town Hall 13 using this system of trying to plan out these upgrades. Some other tools that we have available. Um, there's a it's a it's a discord bot it's called batbot uh if you search for clash of clans batbot discord uh there is a discord server that's that's uh dedicated to batbot it is a a bot that if you associate it you can associate it with your clan uh, if you have it in your discord server you can have a whole section of channels in your discord server so say like us we have a couple clans that are in our family I can have one uh, one channel in the Discord server for Knights of Zion. I can have another channel in the Discord server for Eden's Edge. Any other uh, any other clans that are in the family, same thing. <clears throat> Batbot is going to be one of these that can track your your war status and provide it then into Discord. Um, the bot every time a a war hit or CWL hit happens, it'll post a summary of that in that clan's channel um, there's also a lot of other neat tools that are available with batbot uh, you can personally associate all of your clash of clans accounts to your discord account connected to the batbot and say i do a, a who is command right if you do a who is command in discord typically some of the management um, management bots are going to tell you when the Discord account was created, when they joined that specific server, a couple different things like that. Batbot will also show you all of the Clash of Clans accounts that are associated with that Discord username. So if uh, if you do a who is catfish and, and show my and type in my uh, my Discord name in any server that has Batbot running, 
it's going to pop up and show you every single one of my accounts because I have all of my accounts uh, associated with BatBot. Which can be nice, again, if you are a recruiter, as long as the people who are applying are also using BatBot. BatBot also has a couple games that are associated with it. It has like a uh, um, like a stock market marketplace thing where you can work and, and buy stocks. It's got a, a betting currency where you can you know, play roulette and whatever. So if anybody's bored uh, and wants to spend time playing with uh, one of those type of game bots, there are some of those things also <clears throat> included in BatBot. We uh, in Knights of Zion are not using BatBot to track any of our war hits. We do have it installed in the Klaus Gaming uh, public Discord server, uh, and it gets used a little bit there, mostly by me for tracking players and, and tracking people who are coming in and, and start uh, asking questions and whatnot. We do have BatBot installed in the use quote Klaus Discord server, and it is set up to do some of the uh, war tracking, and it uh, is actually pretty active with the game mode in the use code Klaus Discord server, um, where we went from starting out at like a hundred of the whatever the, the BatBot currency is, and now we've got dudes who have a couple million in their portfolios of their their BatBot uh, stock portfolio, whatever that is. But it's just a, a little time waster, time killer uh, kind of bot that you can have on your Discord. Another similar one that we are actually using in Knights of Zion is MinionBot. Uh, MinionBot, again, it, it tracks your war hits. It'll provide a summary of every war hit that happens and then a summary of the war. Uh, you, there's a lot of commands for... This one is used in, in more of the league caliber clans. Uh, some of the pro teams are using this. So there are things in there like where you can find out what your hit rate is um, town, you know, for a specific town hall level. You can see what your history is specific to one account or multiple accounts. Uh, you can track, as long as all of your players in your clan have associated their accounts to it, you can see, all right, which players are performing better or which ones are, are maybe needing some help. And it'll show you not just on like their main account, but it'll show you their stats across all of their accounts so that you know if it's just an issue with one account or if it's an issue with a player uh, who's maybe struggling across all different town hall levels and, and maybe needs a little a little help a little something going on uh, so minion bot is one that we're using a little bit uh, trying i'm trying to learn it a little more and get a little more used to how it works so that uh, it'll help me as i'm going about trying to plan things out for cwl and for our war hits and, and uh and trying to become a little bit better leader and a little bit better player now that that ends the different tools the different apps and the different bots that i have been using um the ones that i haven't really mentioned that are that are always out there i used to always mention the supercell forums because it was a great treasure trove of data the forums are shutting down and going away, and a lot of that is now transitioning over to the Clash of Clans Reddit. Um, so the Clash of Clans Reddit, if you are accustomed to how Reddit works, is great. I've never been a huge uh, Reddit user, so I'm you know, still learning how to, to navigate through it and, and get as, uh, as much information out of it as I can, but it is another good tool. I've already mentioned the Clash of Clans wiki a couple times today. It's another good tool for 
getting some uh, fine detailed information on different things. Uh, and actually paying attention to the Clash of Clans social medias. Uh, that's where a lot of stuff comes out. Uh, I have not historically been a huge Twitter user, but I have been paying attention to whatever Clash of Clans or Darian, our community manager, posts on Twitter because then you can get a little bit of, you know, a little bit more information about what's coming up. Uh, and even if there are issues that are happening, um, say, you know, something's gone down and, and they're having problems with stuff, that's usually the first place that I'm going to see uh, that something's going on is on the Clash of Clans social media pages. So uh, Twitter, to me, seems to be the one that they post on the most frequently um, first. Facebook is actually right behind Twitter, and I think it's because they have those things linked. Uh, the Instagram, not so much. It, it's not really, Instagram's not built for that type of information. Um, they do, you know, they, they, they just post a couple pretty screenshots and whatnot here every once in a while on their Instagram page. Uh, but yeah, the Clash of Clans Twitter is another good tool to, to keep up to date on the information that uh, they're putting out. <clears throat> now, what do we have going on actually in Clash of Clans this week? Uh, today being the first of the month, it is a new season for the pass uh if you have not already purchased your gold pass uh and you plan on doing it i encourage you to make sure that you go in and enter a creator code before you purchase that i don't care which one you put in uh, i of course am going to say use code klaus but pick somebody pick whichever youtuber it is or twitch streamer it is who you watch the most and who you get the most uh the most info from who, who provides you with a, a good experience put their creator code in it costs you absolutely nothing but maybe 15 seconds of time uh, but they do end up getting a small percentage of your purchase that goes back into them which most of them then either invest right back into the channel or if it's some big dude like Galadon who uh, takes every bit that he receives from his creator code and puts it back into his community and the means of giveaways what, I mean, it doesn't cost you anything, so might as well do it. Uh, so before you purchase that gold pass today, please, please make sure you go in and enter creator code. It does me no good. I don't have a creator code. Uh, I don't. I don't. I don't even know that they would open that up to podcasts. At one point, it was just about how many followers you had, and now when you go to enter into the creator program, they want to know about your YouTube channel or your Twitch channel. So I'm not sure if any of us podcasters are going to get creator codes anytime soon. Maybe uh, if we get one that we think has that huge number of followers that Supercell wants to be entered into the creator program, maybe one day we'll hear a good news story about, hey, enter code, I don't know, Potty or Clash Files or all these other big podcasts that are out there. Uh, hopefully one of us one day will get our creator codes out there. The other thing about the first of the month is Supercell CWL. We uh, were actually changing things up a little bit in Knights of Zion. Um, I had been thinking about making some changes, and then I got a, a direct message from Peter. Thank you, and shout out to Peter over at the Clash Files family. Uh, giving me some suggestions on ways to organize the clan, uh, how they have done things in their clan, which has been bouncing back and forth between Champions 2 and Champions 3, which is where we would like to be. Uh, we're in Champs 3 right now, and we'd love to be that one that pokes our head up into Champions 2 and, and stays there, but I know that the difference between Champs 3 and Champs 2 is massive. 
But the suggestion was we have in the past taken 20 accounts into CWL. And what we have done as we are trying to promote is that the starting lineup stays in unless they get a one star, a zero star, or a missed attack, in which case we rotate them out. As we start getting to day four, we'll then start working on rotating other players in, which helps us if we have only 15 or 16 guys who are able to help us really push up higher and then have some guys on the bench who would be more likely to help us just stay where we are. But it doesn't maximize our ability to get as many clan medals out to as many players as possible. And I had just been thinking through this, and then I get a DM from Peter essentially saying the same thing that I had been considering, and that's that if we move to a 21-man rotation, and instead of only pulling people when they one star or fail, we do a set rotation where everybody gets five attacks. Because if you do the math, there's seven days times 15 players on the map. That leaves a certain number of hits, and if you divide that number of hits by the 21 players we take, that means every player gets five hits. And it's the best way to maximize our ability to get medals to all of the people who are trying to come up. I've been thinking about that that plan. I was going to bring it to our leadership team and ask them if we should potentially move to that. But as we were trying to push up to Champs 2, I didn't think that was going to work. Well, unfortunately, this month, maybe it's because of the start of summer. I'm not exactly sure. But we have a lot less participation in the Supercell CWL this month. So last month, we had to choose between 26 or 27 accounts to take onto our roster. This month, we lost one of our pro player guys, had to take his accounts over to help another league clan do some stuff. So we lost two of those accounts. Some other guys were busy, so we lost one or two of those accounts. Got a dude that's getting ready to join the military and needs to be getting ready for base training, so we lost that account. When I looked at the signups, we had 21 people signed up, and that included one new recruit who is untested. He's done one trial war with us, and one guy who took a long break from Clash of Clans and is back, but we're not sure because after taking a long break, if he was ready to hit a Champions 3 level CWL. So what we decided is we're not doing CWL and Knights of Zion this month. Uh, we're actually moving over to our event clan, Jericho Rising, uh, which we used for one of the um, for the AirPods War. Actually, Jericho Rising is our event clan. It also just happens to be in Champion League Three, so we're going to be getting the same number of medals. But we want to preserve our Champion Three status in Knights of Zion. Uh, we'll take a little break there this month. Send 21 people over to Jericho Rising. And we will war there. If for whatever reason, if we happen to fail and get demoted, we uh, we haven't demoted our main clan. It'll be the event clan that gets demoted. So you won't be seeing uh, Knights of Zion in the Supercell CWL ranks this month as we'll all be over there in Jericho Rising. Uh, Eden's Edge. Eden's Edge and our use code Klaus clan are both in Crystal 2. Uh, they're going to be coordinating attacks, I believe, or I'm sorry, coordinating spins. 
I believe uh, Monday night, so I'm sorry, Tuesday night, so tonight, at around 8 p.m. Eastern Daylight Saving Time. So if you happen to be in a Crystal 2 clan doing a 30v30 on CWL and want to potentially get matched up against not one but two of the clans in the Klaus family of clans, hit that uh, sign-up button tonight around 8 p.m. Eastern Daylight Savings Time and maybe we will see you there. Uh, COTP plebs, we're going to be hitting that spin pretty soon. Also, uh, we're in a little bit of a pickle in that we currently, we're trying to do a 30v30, and I think we only have 29 people opted in. Maybe it's 28. But we could use a couple other accounts. So if you've got anything that's Town Hall 9 or lower uh, and would like to get into a clan that's going to spin CWL later, uh, request to join COTP plebs. No, we're not in something at high like Masters League. Uh, we're down, where are we? We gold three? Yeah, I think we're gold three. Uh, which I think is going to be a little bit more difficult for us because that's where we're actually going to start running into some a little bit more active clans. Uh, so if you'd like to help us out, search for COTP Flebs. Come join us in our pursuit of continuing our streak of getting promoted every single CWL season. Now, how many folks uh, have finished... All of the events we had three events going on I decided to try to do like I always do all three events at the same time so that I could get those rewards and turn some of those rewards into gems good morning thank you too so we had the Valkyrie event we have the wizard event and we have the super archer event uh, I was hunting I was like all right well, let's see if there's any Archer, I'm sorry, if there's any Valkyrie and Wizard combinations that are working for Town Hall 14s. And then I'll just, you know, I, I already had two troops boosted, so I couldn't boost my own Super Archer. So I figured I'll just take one Super Archer. That's all you needed, one Super Archer. You're going to take it in the uh, the CC. Um, APK, APK Gaming on YouTube is... Um, it's a channel that I end up watching a lot when I am. I got I got turned on to them through burntbase.com. They have a lot of three star replays uh, that he posts on his channel. Uh, there's not a lot of commentary. Or I don't even know if there's any commentary over any of these videos <clears throat> or her videos. I don't know. But there's a lot of three star replays. So as I was searching for Town Hall 14 Legend League Valkyrie Army. Uh, I found this army that he was using, and or that he was at least highlighting. It's two golems, a whole ton. It was like 17 or 18 Valkyries, uh, and then everything else was a wizard, except a couple archers to is is filler. He took a bunch of heal spells, which normally um, with Valkyries I would be I would be going more rage. Uh, or maybe a, a jump if, if, if I'm looking at max level walls, but with as many Valkyries as he had, Rage, Rage Valkyries are going to get through those walls like butter with as many as it had. Um, and then the odd thing was, was that he was coming in from a corner. And I'm not used to doing that, right? It's a spam army. It's not a tactical army. It's going to be a, you set your golems down, uh, spread a little bit wide on either side of a corner and, and lay down a, a pretty good line of wizards behind it so that you can 
create the the reverse funnel, uh, create the breadcrumbs as it were, so that you know you're taking things on the outside out, and then you're going to have this nice clear path of buildings from that corner that you're going to drop down a. Uh, I'm sorry, there's a Pekka in the combination. So a Pekka, and then either a if the town hall is close to the corner, you're going to be using a log launcher so that you can get through those couple those first couple uh, lines of walls and that the logs will then be damaging the walls behind the town hall if the town hall is a couple layers in and more centered then using a, a wall wrecker but drop that pekka and the wall wrecker or log launcher down let them get through that first layer of walls and then the rest of the heroes let them get through that second layer of walls and then a, just spam in the valkyries so that they're heading into the middle and i was really I was, you know, really reluctant to do this because I'm not used to coming in on a corner with a spam army, you know? Um, that, that's usually a corner would be like where I would drop a, a, a queen walk or queen charge, you know, to, to funnel out of the corner of the base. But this was, you were creating an, a, a reverse funnel for these these Valks to go in. Um, and it actually, it worked. I wasn't able to three-star nearly as much as what, what he was. Uh, I ended up changing out and, and using a couple more rages than, than heals. But it actually worked. Um, I was able to complete all three events at the same time. I uh, took mostly Valkyries in the clan castle with one one of the, the super archers and then and then some filler. Um, and yeah, it, it, I, I was able to, to you know stay in Legend League and get the events done so that I could turn some of those events, some of those rewards into gems. So other news that we have going on this week in Clash of Clans, uh, I know that uh, Proverbs 31 got to announce it on the latest episode of Clash on the Potty, but Proverbs 31 has been now promoted uh, to the newest co-leader in Eden's Edge. Uh, you know, Dynamite and I, uh, both co-leaders there in that, that family, have been clashing with her for many years, and I'm sure she thinks that we are the reason that, that she got to that position and I'm, I'm here to tell you that it's not us uh big d came to us and said what would we think about promoting proverbs up to co-leader uh, big d is the leader of the family he's uh maintains that leader position in both clans with some of his accounts and uh, has been impressed with, with proverbs and, and how she just how she handles herself in the clan and, and helping out so uh proverbs that was all on you that that was not from from me or dynamite uh that was just how you've been handling yourself in the clan so congratulations i couldn't have uh picked a better team to be associated with these last few years and uh, i'm glad that we're all uh, on this leadership council together yet again uh there's another new co-leader in uh, the proverbs 31 family uh you see anybody who listened to that that last episode of theirs and you really you really should it was it was a fantastic episode uh tribe and proverbs great job uh but they had a couple guests on that episode and i was thoroughly impressed by a couple of those guys uh specifically Gigi and king ezra those two are both sitting in my old calvinist clan which is is sitting relatively inactive right now we just use it for events and whatnot but i opened it up and, and said that any any family members can hang out in there and uh gg has now been promoted to elder so gg can invite any uh any friends that uh, that he might have and uh, invite them over to the clan there to hang out and king ezra has not just been promoted 
to elder but been promoted to co-leader so i hope that you guys will enjoy your time there in that level 10 clan enjoy some of the perks of being able to donate some uh troops to each other two levels higher than normal and uh if you guys get that clan going again I'll, you know i hope that you're able to do something with it so enjoy it any uh any members out there, any kids out there that, that want to hang out and, and have a good time, I'll lock the clan down to uh, invite only, and we can send them over there to chill with King Ezra and Gigi, and uh, just let some kids hang out and, and enjoy some time. Uh, I'll make sure that I get rid of any of the randoms that might still be in there, and uh, it'll be me sitting as the leader, and we'll, you know, if Tribe or Dynamite or any of the guys want to bring a count over just to help keep an eye on things that'll be great but yeah congratulations to those guys great episode on the podcast and uh i'm looking forward to seeing how y'all do in clash of clans so this week in our coffee talk segment our featured coffee is going to be the one that i have probably spent the absolute most money on simply because it's the one that we buy the most uh every month i end up buying a three pound bag of this to keep on the coffee bar and it is what I use for my espresso machine uh, every morning I make my wife eat Americano uh, which is a, shot, a double shot of espresso and then some water to, to water it down so it's going to mimic a, a standard cup of coffee but it's made in an espresso brew method so you're going to be able to pull out as much flavor as possible out of the bean because of the, the, the espresso uh, the extracting all of the flavors in the espresso process and then you just you fill it up until you're you fill it up with hot water until you're happy with the volume that you have uh, which yes that waters down the espresso but it's going to bring it to about a similar uh, taste level as a, a standard drip coffee so that's what that's what my wife has learned to love uh, so I use this same espresso roast from actually the first real specialty coffee roaster that I ever visited. These are the guys who got me really into specialty coffee. Uh, I'm not, I don't live all that far from where they do their roasting. We head down at least once a week down to the beach. Uh, they're, they're sitting about three blocks from the beach or uh, in the town where I live. And uh, we'll go down there and pick up a couple bags of coffee. Um, I'll get a bag of pour over coffee for you know whatever single origin they might have that, that sounds good to me. And uh, about once a month, I end up getting a big three-pound bag of their espresso blend. Uh, the name of the roaster is Three Ships Coffee Roasting. Uh, Three Ships, it's named after uh, some of the explorers that first came uh, from England over to start the North American settlement. Um, there were the three ships that they sent over, uh, the Susan Constance, the Godspeed, and let's do a trivia. Anybody know what the third ship was in that group? Uh, I know everybody was thinking that I was going to be talking about the Nina, the Pinta, and the Santa Maria. But no, this was a different group of explorers that actually came uh, when they were doing the Jamestown settlement. So yes, I live in the historic area that is Hampton Roads, Virginia. Um, this roaster is in Virginia Beach. And we're not that far from, from places like Jamestown and Williamsburg, where we have a lot of our American history in this region. Uh, so the roaster itself was named after those three ships that came over uh, as part of the exploration, as part of the settlement of the Jamestown colony. The 
the coffee, the espresso blend that I love, uh, it was formerly known as First Landing Espresso. Uh, they've gone through some rebranding, and uh, First Landing is the name of a state park that sits uh, in Virginia Beach, and it was one of the first places, First Landing, right? It's the first place that the, the settlers landed before they then moved up the bay and found a, a, a good spot for them to actually land in and, and start their settlement. Uh, now, it's actually called Seashore State Espresso, uh, and it is a delicious espresso. Uh, one of the the distinguishing features with it for me is that it it is roasted actually quite a bit lighter than a lot of espressos. Uh, when when someone who is not accustomed to specialty grade coffee thinks espresso, you tend to think that it's always going to be this dark dark roast because it's this strong strong coffee, and that's that's not typically true when you start talking about really good level coffee. Uh, espresso is going to be a, a, a medium to medium light typically, uh, but three ships they actually roast theirs quite light and it is a little bit different flavor because of that lighter roast. There's a little bit more fruit and a little bit more acidity that comes through and it because it's different I, I just I like it. Uh, so it's what we run through our espresso machine every single morning uh, for when I'm making that Americano for wifey. I also use it when I make my afternoon cortados. So uh, a cortado is going to be something that's a little bit smaller than a standard latte. Um, I'm running about five ounces of milk to a double shot of uh, espresso. A latte is going to have between four and six ounces more milk than that so i like to have a little bit stronger coffee flavor when i do tend to make a a milk-based drink now most of my other coffees that i've highlighted here have been what we call single origin it all comes from one single spot um, and that's that's how i love doing like my pour overs and things i don't typically go with blends but Three Ships actually uses a blend for their espresso. And they do that, and I, I completely get why they do it. A lot of places will do this. It's their standard, uh, it's just their standard bean that gets used for a lot of stuff. And they go with a blend because it's a lot easier to constantly control and give you a standard flavor, flavor profile throughout every single cup. Uh, if you are going with a single origin, then your taste, the flavor that's coming out of those beans, even though it's coming from a, the same plot of land all the time, could actually end up changing depending on, say, the climate for that um, for that year uh, or, or that growing season. So if you go with a blend for like your house coffee, then you're able to adjust the percentages on that blend so that you can, can constantly and consistently get that same flavor profile. So three ships with their Seashore State Espresso Blend, they use a half and half blend of Ethiopia uh, from the Guji region and of Colombia from the Norino region. And that is where they come up with this great flavor profile. Uh, it's It's got some berry and chocolate flavors to it with a little bit of little bit of cream that comes in uh, and that's again it's just from the flavor of the beans coming through uh, I could nerd out about this coffee for hours because this is the one that I've had the absolute most of uh, so I'll, I'll post a link to that in the coffee talk section on the discord server and uh, 
if you want to support my local roaster, uh, feel free. If not, continue drinking what it is that you like from whatever grocery store or whatever cafe that you're getting it from. Don't feel like you need to, to order from one of these guys. I, I've just I've received questions about these things in the past about what it is that I like to drink, so I figured I'll put it out there. Well, guys, that is going to do it for this week. Um, we've got, again, we've got CWL getting ready to start. We're going to be spinning later today. Uh, again, if you are a Champion League, I'm sorry, if you are a Crystal League 2 uh, clan getting ready to do a 30v30, let me know. Maybe we'll see you guys with Eden's Edge and use code Klaus as we're going to be spinning tonight, Monday night, June 1st, Tuesday night, June 1st, not Monday. Why do I keep saying that, y'all? It is not Monday. It is Tuesday, June 1st, uh, 8 p.m. Eastern Daylight Savings Time is when we're going to be doing that spin. So uh, if you want to get a chance to maybe war against us, uh, find a Crystal 2 clan and get over there. Uh, COTP plebs, we're going to be spinning soon, but I'm going to give a couple, a little bit more time to get a couple more folks into the clan because we are trying to do a 30v30, and I think, again, we've only got about 28 that are opted in, so if we can get a couple more guys to head on over, that would be fantastic. Uh, I think that Good Cop, Bad Cop, and Crossfade, we're going to be bringing a couple counts over, so that'll help us out. Uh, thank you guys for all that you are doing there. Now, uh, Shout out to uh, the other the other Clash of Clans podcast that just posted a new episode. I'm actually just a few minutes into it. Uh, we'll plan on listening to that over lunch. Um, but that is Clash Tips with Tip Dog. Uh, yes, man, I have I have been listening to your your podcast. I love the format that you've got going. I know that you're. I've heard that voice. I, I heard that voice come the first uh, the first time I listened to one. I thought, man, that sounds familiar. And he's from one of the Clash Files family. So um, shout out there to yet another that I don't know that everybody has, has caught on is out there and available. Which kind of brings me to one last thing before we close this out. Y'all, my podcast got removed from Apple Podcasts for a while. I noticed after posting last week's episode that it was not giving me a link in Apple Podcasts. I could see the old episodes, I, but that was only in my subscriptions because I had added it manually using the RSS feed link to uh, add it to my, my Apple Podcasts playlist. Uh, I worked with, with Anchor, found out that Apple had been having some issues with some of their podcast things uh, the last week or so. Mine got completely removed, so... If and I and I noticed that it didn't get last week didn't get played quite as much as the previous weeks. So if you've got friends and family and, and other clashers out there that typically listen and they didn't get my episode last week, uh, ask them to to search for me again. I've got it re-added, but they made a new link to my Apple Podcasts um, to where I'm at on Apple Podcasts. So everybody who used to subscribe now probably has to resubscribe. I'm, I'm not sure exactly why I got booted off of there, but we got that fixed. We were on there now, and I'm actually on there even better because now I'm able to see some of the Apple Podcast analytics that they had not provided to me previously. So we've got that fixed, y'all. Uh, but yeah, if, if you were listening on Apple, then you probably have to resubscribe to the podcast. Well, y'all, uh, I hope y'all have a great week in CWL. I hope everybody gets first place unless you're battling against one of my clans and i can't wait to hear from everybody on the discord servers y'all stay safe and have some fun out there while you're clashing in traffic bye for now